Hello and welcome everybody. Episode 81 of the Pitcher Bet Sports Podcast. Cheers. Wildcard weekend is wrapped up. Matt and I are recording here late Monday night, January 17th, right after the Cardinals decided to just board a plane to LA and <laughs> just board one right back. What a horrible Monday night way game to wrap up wildcard weekend. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about our pitcher bet that we made over the weekend for all the NFL games. We want to talk about something else when it comes to the playoffs, not just for football, but for all the sports we cover here, football, basketball, baseball, the inferior teams usually early in the playoffs never make it out. So we saw that happen every single game this weekend in the NFL. And of course, we got to talk about the teams that were eliminated. So is the window still open or still closed for all the teams that lost this weekend? We'll go over each team and discuss. And then we got to talk a little bit of NBA. So there's been a little bit of shakeup in the Eastern Conference. Kevin Durant went down with an injury and their other star player, James Harden, came out and said, yeah, I'm still willing to relocate after the season. What? So we're going to talk about that, his comments, and a little bit of the NBA here to wrap up the episode. But first, run the music. What's up, everyone? I am your host, Matt Guest, as I mentioned him on the open here, my co-host, friend, partner out in Las Vegas, Matt Morris. What's up, buddy? What a rough, rough way to end Super Wildcard Weekend, huh? Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, kind of on my rant that I went on either last episode or the episode before, like, yeah, that's what you get, ESPN. You got the worst game, possibly the worst game, because, I mean, even the Patriots put up a marginal fight, and at least it was Big Ben's last game. <laughs> but you got a game that I was kind of watching while playing Madden, and it was disgusting. Like, Kyler <laughs> Murray just looked absolutely lost out there. The game plan was was atrocious. And I think we, there's going to be a lot of questions to be to be asked about this Arizona Cardinals team and the coaching staff moving forward because they did not look good. No, they looked, I mean, yeah, I think you said it best, they looked ill-prepared, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you lose the last game, you as in Arizona, lost the last game to the Rams at home because you couldn't block anyone, so you don't even have a game plan to throw quick passes, to scheme up how to mm-hmm. chip the defensive ends. You're running right up the middle at Aaron Donald. I mean... It was just a mess from the beginning. Um, For the third time, (laughs) pretty much this weekend, I switched the game after the fourth quarter, you know, started. And I don't want to do that. I love football. I want to watch every playoff game. I was stoked for this game. And I think I even waited too long to turn it off or switch it to something else to get ready to start recording because the Cardinals were pretenders ever since that loss to Green Bay. So, Matt, in baseball, basketball, football, why do the inferior teams just never stand a chance when it comes to the bright lights? Well, I think about what you're what you're asking, and it really comes to the heavy weighted top level performance teams, right? If you look at all the teams that won this weekend, their skill position players are just outright better, right? The Bengals, they have Chase, number one bona fide receiver. Right. They have a better quarterback. They have a better running back, right? They have a better safety in Bates. Okay. Those players, all together, they should win. Aaron Darnold, Ramsey, Stafford, and arguably better than everyone on Arizona, right? And it, the list goes on and on. Josh Allen against, you know, our boy Jones. 
better. And that's what you really have to look at in this equation. And that's what we're going to have to look at next round too. Baseball is the same way. He's got the best starting pitching. He's got the best lineup, right? Baseball, yes, is a little different because bats can get cold. Pitchers can have bad streaks, like, you know, and it's a series. But in the NFL, when it's one singular game, you have to bet on the best players. Right. We've kind of talked about that earlier in the season. And I think Buffalo is a great example of that. They came out and they performed at a peak level. And Allen was on his game. It didn't matter what Mac Jones was going to do that game. He was going to lose. Yeah. He would have had to throw for four or five touchdowns, maybe six to even have a chance to compete with that Buffalo team. Same thing for Big Ben, right? Big Ben would have had to have the best playoff game of his career <laughs> to even stand a chance. And when you really think about those things, and I, I think about the numbers and the betting performance too, I, we both took Arizona because we were not buying what the Rams were selling, right? But we weren't buying what the Rams were selling against Arizona. We were buying what the Rams were selling against Green Bay and San Francisco, some of the elite teams. Right. Arizona goes in there today and they got absolutely mopped because you're right, they're pretenders. So I think when it comes to the first round opponents, the teams that don't have the best players, you have the opportunity to be greatly exposed. And Dallas is a really good example of that. They didn't play one all season as well. You know, they had a lot of big wins against weak opponents. They show up first week of the playoffs and it looked like the 49ers completely dominated, dominated that game most of the game only to only let it slip out of their fingers. If Dallas had won that game or even tied that game, it would have been because San Francisco totally messed up and Jimmy G screwed them over. <laughs> but Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, right? C.D. Lamb dropping passes, almost having them be intercepted. Like, those aren't elite players to me. Debo Samuel, that's an elite player, right? George Kittle, elite player. Fred Warner, elite. Bosa, elite. So the elite players will carry you to the next round. Yeah, man. I, I 100% agree. And it's not that an elite is different than talented. I think we need to separate the elite from the talented. And I, I have a mm -hmm. pretty bold take, but a, but a comment I want to make later on about Arizona and Kyler Murray specifically is, CeeDee Lamb's unbelievable. Like, no one's debating that. Zeke Elliott, very good player. Dak, you know, I think he's still warranted the contract that he's being paid because, you know, the old argument we talk about all the time, who else are you going to have, right? Who like, else? there's a lot of yep. guys you do not want that you would have Dak over, <laughs> you know? We can't yep. just define him by this. But, yeah, man, you're, you, you hit the nail right on the head. At the end of the day, these elite players come up and show up every single time, you know? And like I said, you got to give credit to... McVeigh and the Rams tonight, Vaughn Miller making plays, Odell Beckham making plays, right? Stafford making plays, Cam Akers looks great coming back. And not one I do not one dude looked great on Arizona. So mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe they just aren't elite. And it, to me they're not. And they just show tonight. And you go back to college football. You go back to the NBA this past year, right? Everyone's talking shit about the Phoenix Suns, right? Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Those are elite players. You know, look at this season. Those dudes, they haven't even lost 10 games yet this season. Giannis, the Bucks. Yeah, you know what? Maybe they were good, but they're elite. They were able to win a championship. Baseball, same deal, right? Everyone's saying Atlanta, same deal, right? They were, oh, they're sleepers. They got a couple guys that aren't that good. Hey, guess what? They have elite crunch time clutch performers that came through when it mattered most. And a lot of teams just don't have that. And you see that day in, day out in these early rounds of the playoffs, right? You can go back to MLB, NBA. It shows up every time. Well, and I think, too, what you mentioned, and I'll, I'll date this to the Atlanta conversation for baseball. You don't know who's elite until that primetime light show, shines on sure. you, right? Odell Beckham, what I saw tonight, was still an elite level wide receiver. Yep. A player that 
can absolutely at any single time in the game make a play and make a play that makes you say, wow. Jorge Soler, uh, Austin Riley, you know, Jock the, the three-headed monster, Jock Peterson, the guys that they got in that in that trade deadline, they crushed it in the postseason, right. right? When the lights shine the brightest, they played the best. And that's to your to your perspective. That's an elite. And uh I, I just I'm curious to see how Odell plays the rest of this this postseason because I saw a great great wide receiver out there today and it was nice to see him back at that performance level yeah me too and, we'll, and we're going to go over on our thursday podcast the the previews for the next round games but i mean he could literally be the difference between them winning mm-hmm. and losing in tampa no no doubt about it But let, let's go. We skipped over the pitcher bet. Let's talk about it really quick before we get into the window open close conversation here. So, what I want to <laughs> what I want to tell the viewers out there is based on that last conversation, don't fucking do what I did, please. Like, don't <laughs> don't fall into the trap this weekend because I'm not. I, prom- I I promise all you listeners out there, I'm not falling into the trap of picking Pittsburgh just because maybe the defense shows up and they win. I easily have the pitcher bet wrapped up this week if I just do the smart thing and take Kansas City and die by taking Kansas City, right? Um, we both tied. We went 4-2, and two, so good weekend overall for both of us. We both lost the air. We both thought Arizona was going to show up. Um, they made us look like idiots. And then you lost the Philly game. I lost the Kansas, or excuse me, the Pittsburgh game. But overall, solid pitcher bet on the year now. I think I might have clinched the season, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, so now we are nine, six, and four on the season. So mm-hmm. I've officially clinched our football season pitcher bet, which feels good. I'm drinking my celebratory pitcher right now <laughs> on the camera as we go through this right now. So Matt, thank you for all the pitchers. Thank you for the bets. But we will be throwing a pitcher bet next Thursday. Um, how'd you feel watching Philadelphia get smoked, knowing that you you were, you went to bat for them pretty good? Well, and I, I picked them more because I did not believe in Tampa Bay, and I, st- I still don't. We'll cover that on Thursday's episode. Um, Philly didn't obviously cover, and they didn't have a chance to win that game. There's a lot of holes on that team, and I, and I think we're going to get to them in a minute here when it comes to window open or closed. Yep. But at the end of the day, Brady came on and did what he needed to do and you know moved him on to the next round. And I think to the point of the conversation we were having in regards to you know, inferior teams just having a dud in the first round, that's what it was. Philly's not ready for this stage yet. And no. they got in. And, you know, it reminds me a lot of that eight seed in the NBA that, you know, in years past has gotten in with a below 500 record. And you're just like, why is this even on television, right? <laughs> um, that yeah. was Philly and that was Pittsburgh. Like, it, they, it wasn't playoff football. And honestly, they probably should have been playing each other for the consolation bracket. But, you know, th- that's the NFL for you. They've got more teams in now. And, uh, you know, you got to watch some dud, dud games. Yeah, and they, they let one team in. And I think, you know, the team that we can just blame for all this is the Indianapolis Colts. So thank you for losing to Jacksonville mm-hmm. because, you know, that probably puts... Um, well, that definitely puts them in. And then once again, thanks a lot, Chargers, right? They could have beat Vegas, and we could have got a Justin Herbert game. But that Vegas game was good. So, you know, I, I, I blame the Colts for the bad AFC weekend. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, New Orleans would have been interesting to see this weekend, but you and I both were all in on San Francisco for obvious reasons. We nailed that one. All right, Matt, I'm excited for this. So we're going to get into the game of window open, window close. Pretty simple, right? So 
Are the teams that lost, we're going to go one by one. Are the teams that lost, is their window still open for the future of success or has it officially closed and it might be time to board it up, rebuild the shop, and reintroduce something else to the general public? So we're just going to go in order the games played. First team, the Las Vegas overperforming Raiders, your hometown team where you live, is the window still open or is it closed officially for the Vegas Raiders? Um, I think with the news today that Mike Mayock was fired, it's closed. Um, they are going to go with a complete overhaul. And I think that also means that you're looking at possibly not having Derek Carr back next season. It came out today that that decision will be up to the next head coach, which is kind of sad too, because I had said on the last pod that there is a chance that you know the interim head coach sticks around. But I think firing Mayock was the right choice. He's made a lot of really questionable decisions when it comes to draft picks. Um, Colin Farrell was the biggest one that comes to mind fourth overall a few years ago. And, and look at all the guys that he drafted first overall that were just released this year, first right. round at least. Um, I think they're going to have a complete facelift. Would not be surprised to see Derek back for a couple more years as they start this rebranding, rebuilding concept there. But if you look at the team, the only reason they won this year is because it was honestly determined will. This team came together, they bonded, and they performed because they were trying so hard to continue this legacy that they had built together, right? Right. This team is not good. You know, Jacobs is questionable at times because he's always hurt. You know, Waller was hurt most of the season. That offensive line and the penalties that they occurred in that game is absolutely despicable. From a wide receiver perspective, Zay Jones was, was their number one target, which Zay Jones was a first-round pick seven or eight years ago, if I remember correctly, in <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, for him to finally shine is just sad. There's a lot of question marks, and I think it, the door has slammed shut after this playoff loss. Yeah, I think it's boarded up out there as well in Vegas. And, I mean, I've been saying it even before the crazy shit that's happen out there in Las Vegas is I think they need to do everything. Give Carr all the King's gold, pay him his money. You know what? Derek Carr is who he is. Was I surprised he threw that interception into triple coverage? Says A. Jones to lose the game? No, but that team is not there, nor are they anywhere near the production and the record that they had this year without Derek Carr. It's the who else are you going to get question and just ask yourself that as a fan of any team, right? Who else do you want out there? Give Carr a legit ride receiver tandem. I put on TikTok today, Derek Carr is literally better version of Jimmy, Jimmy G than fucking Jimmy G because Jimmy actually has a real roster around him. You give Derek Carr a Debo Samuel. You give him a Kittle type. Yeah, I know he's got Waller, right? A healthy Waller then. You give him a, a real defense, an offensive line, a coach that actually has a good game plan and a real running game. I bet you they can win you something, but that's going to take a lot of tearing down. I agree with you. I think Mayock was a terrible decision maker as a GM. I think Josh Jacobs might not be the answer, even though he has a ton of potential. Um, I think they need a full over overload over. Um, I think they need a full overhaul and I think they need to revamp that defense. Start there, get car, a playmaker, keep car. I think that's the answer. Yeah, last thing I'll add to this is I think an amazing signing this offseason would be Godwin from Tampa. And I sure. know the ACL is going to knock him out for almost a full season. I get that. But you have him for probably three more years after that first year um, wash. Godwin would take that team to the next level. And I don't then to disagree. your point, you absolutely have to go ahead and draft as many defensive players as you can. And you've got to sign some because that defense outside of Crosby is just so anemic. bad. 
They had no chance. I mean, I, no chance. I know they almost tied the game, but for me, the cover for Cincinnati and just classic, never a doubt. Next yep. team from this weekend that lost, I think this is going to be more of an obvious answer just because the uh, the youth on the team, but there is a lot of veteran presence on the defensive side and an old coach. Let's be real, right? He's in his 70s, which would be the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Is the window still open, Matt, or do you think it's shut? No, this window will yeah. always be open as long as Bill is there. And I know last year was a bit of a letdown, but we saw firsthand this season what, you know, infusing, you know, $120 million over the next four years in cap or whatever crazy number it was did for that team. A lot of those question marks that they had positionally were shored up. Now, yes, are they elite players? No. You know, are they good players? Yeah, sometimes. But Hunter Henry was a huge addition. Mac Jones being able to draft him at their positional slot, massive. That's the quarterback for the future, right? They've got sure. CJ uh, as their cornerback who's looking to be elite. This team is absolutely primed. I'd say for the next six to eight years, they've just got to continue to build. And honestly, I'll say uh, this is probably the biggest thing for me. They've got plenty of running back depth, which will always continue to keep them uh, productive as well as in games. So absolutely open. Yeah, me too. And I think this is a perfect, the, the loss this weekend is a perfect loss for a team like the Patriots at their current state, right? You know, for Patriot fans over the past 20 years, it's been a lot of rainbows and butterflies and good times, right? But, you know, I think this is a, I think this is a really good opportunity and a really good loss for the team, right? You can obviously establish your weaknesses because, let's be real, you need to catch up to Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen is really has the opportunity to put himself in the top five conversation when it comes to quarterbacks this playoffs, right? He can keep continuing to play the way he did and whoop ass the way he did this weekend. I think that's a productive loss. Every great player, every great team in all of sports needs to be humbled, right? You don't need to go in as a rookie Mac Jones and light up the world for 350 and don't lose. Like you're seeing that with Patrick Mahomes a little bit, right? He got humbled pretty hard this year because it's been pretty easy for him. I'm really interested to see him in the playoffs, but going back to the Patriots, I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to say, okay, we looked pretty good. I thought Mac played solid in the loss. He didn't look amazing. I definitely don't think he lost to them the game, but you can go and reevaluate the defense. Like, why did we get fucked up so bad? How do we stop Josh Allen? And if we can do that and slow him down and maybe win the division or just be good enough to take second and take them down in the playoffs, I think their window of opportunities there, but who knows how much longer Bill wants to coach. You never know. Well, and the the last thing I'll add to that is I think what they need to do is take a book out of what the Packers did a few seasons ago when they got both the Smith, the Smith boys. Judon is great. They need a secondary rusher. And I they agree need with an that. elite rusher. That's not something you just find on the street, but it's definitely something that they need to target in the draft. When we get to the draft series, maybe there'll be a couple of guys that we hit on, but if you can find Jude on a second partner, you'd absolutely have the opportunity to beat Josh Allen because that's what you need to do now. How do we stop Josh Allen? What you said was perfect. Mac Jones doesn't need to win you games. That's not been the, the Patriots model for the last 20 years. It's always be better than the other opponent quarterback. So they've got to find that partner for Jude on. Sure. And I think just what, what really stood out to me in the game was I think they need more speed on defense, right? Like mm. Allen and then, you know, we'll talk about the Bills on Thursday, but Singletary, like they finally started to kind of go through that running game. I think they just need more speed on defense and they just got flat out beat. And sometimes yep. it happens and there's sometimes it's the best possible thing is to just get flat out beat because then you reevaluate yourself. 
So I agree with you. This next team I think is also a little bit easy, but I can't, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about this guy or these guys. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles. Their window is it open, cracked, shut, boarded? What do you think? They're an interesting I think it's team. Open. I think it's open um, because the Giants aren't going to be better next year, right? Like, are we are we going to lie to ourselves and say that the Giants are going to be an improvement <laughs> next year? Probably not. I'm not Washington, going to. Can can they get that defense turned around? Probably, but at the end of the day, you're still looking at the Eagles as probably the best, the second best team in that division to the Cowboys, right? And you'll have a full year of experience with Jalen Hurts. You'll have Smith out there, you know, as a confident year two wide receiver. Uh, Saunders hopefully will stay healthy next year. I think what they really need to focus on is that offensive line, that defense. You got to continue to shore up that secondary. That secondary has played and performed better than we thought they were going to this year. They need better linebackers, better defensive linemen to pair with Cox. Um, but I think the window is open. They... They need to build around Hertz if that's the commitment they're going to make because the defense is going to have to be what wins them games. Hertz is never going to go out there and be Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to be Josh Allen. He's never going to be Aaron Rodgers. So if you're going to truly commit to him and run the ball as your style, it's got to be a defensive-minded football team. They need a lot more pieces, but I will say it's open. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think they need to follow the Ravens model, right? If you're going to mm-hmm. fully commit. And, 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 and so my answer is I think the window's closing, honestly, because mm. I don't think they're going to fully commit to Jalen and either just do it or don't, right? Mm-hmm. He's shown potential, but you put him up against an elite team, the lights are on. Um, it was ugly out there in Tampa this weekend. It wasn't, I don't necessarily fully think it's his fault, but in the NFL, you got to be a quarterback at one point, right? And that's been Lamar's biggest knock is he's shown the flashes to be the quarterback, but when it matters the most thus far, he hasn't done it yet, right? And they, I think that's the problem and why I think it's shutting, I'd still say it's open, is they won't commit to Jalen. And if they're not going to commit to Jalen, you're never going to win anything, right? Nor do I think they have a roster ready to do that. But their biggest glaring weakest is their linebacking core, probably the worst one in the NFL. It's bad. It's um, bad. And then, yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they need to tailor their offense completely to Jalen Hurts. I thought they did a really good job in the second half of the season doing that really establishing the run as their identity, run, then pass. But I I like the Eagles. I think they are a great prospect. I am not sold on the Jalen Hurts project. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great leader. But I have a, I have a real hard time getting behind a guy who, who just honestly, if you need him to throw 40 times and you need him to throw the ball to win the game, I just don't trust him. And that's a problem for me. And I think the Eagles know that too. Well, and the last thing I'll add about this is what well, we've repeated this multiple times on this podcast. Who else are you going to have? This is one of those years where mm. in the draft, there's not a lot of talent to go out there and replace Jalen Hurts and definitely not a lot of guaranteed talent, right? So I think that buys Jalen one more season. That buys him his third year in the NFL. We'll see what he does with that. Right. Because I guarantee you, if he has the job for all 17 games next year and he performs similar to how he did this year, the Eagles will be looking to trade multiple assets to move up in the next draft to draft more of a guaranteed quarterback. He's kind of lucky that this year it's basically Pickett and, you know, Carroll from Old Miss, who's now pop, maybe hurt, maybe not. So a lot of question marks that might have bought him one more year of starting. Yeah, see, his problem, though, is I'm pretty sure Philly has two or three first-round picks, so maybe he's the guy that moves for Russ Wilson. Mm. Maybe he's the guy that moves yeah. for Deshaun, yeah. right? So maybe he gets moved for Derek Carr, shit, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? You're right. So You're right. to answer the question, like, who else? Like, I think Philly is the ideal landing spot for the big-name 
veteran to come over. The most bizarre loss I've probably ever seen in my entire life, to be honest with you. Uh, to my couple friends that I texted over the weekend that are Dallas fans, I said, welcome to the Mike McCarthy experience, right? Uh, this was a lot, a, a huge, <laughs> you know, story and basically experience that you'd have as a Packer fan during the prime Rogers career, right? How could this possibly happen? Why did we do this? Like, how is this the game plan? Question, 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 question. That's Mike. It is what it is. He's a solid coach. You know, he's not a bad coach. He's not a great coach. He needs an all-time elite, you know, generational talent at quarterback to pull through, you know? Dallas had no business losing this weekend, but we all knew they were going to lose this weekend. Yep. So, I don't even really think this is the window still open question, but I'll ask it to you. And Is their window closed, Matt? Like, do you think they're done, or do you think their window's still open? They're still the best team in that division but what do you think i don't yeah, know no their their window is absolutely open i mean with parsons and Diggs and pollard and dak and lamb i mean we talk about elite players these guys are pushing that echelon of elite right parsons i think is elite Diggs being an all pro nomination and selection this season is only going to build on those 11 12 interceptions that he had this year what we need to see is game planning we need to see amari cooper off this team because clearly Amari's yeah. not happy. His effort levels are just absolutely pathetic at times. And that was a knock on him when he was with Oakland, when he was a Raider, right? Was that Amari Cooper gave up on plays. What has Amari Cooper been doing the whole season that I've watched him? Give up on plays, not running through his routes. You know, CeeDee Lamb had a couple of drops. It is what it is. Those are those are excusable, right? Like you can you can let those go. Lamb needs to be the number one. You need to keep Dalton Schultz on this offense. Dalton was maybe the best cowboy on the field this weekend. He was open consistently. He was making catches. Pollard and Zeke, you need to run the ball more. If Zeke doesn't have it anymore, you got to really take a hard look at letting him walk because that contract is massive. They need to continue to shore up that offensive line, make sure those guys stick around on the team, sign Dalton Schultz. Their window's wide open. I mean, they're going to be the best team in this division for at least the next two or three years because we've talked about the issues with Philly. We've talked about the issues with the Giants, and there is no quarterback walking into Washington that's going to save that franchise. So Big Mike has got a couple more years as long as they don't fire him for that offensive coordinator. Yeah, and if they do that, I think that'd be a massive mistake. The mm-hmm. kid made the call. The kid yep. made the call to do the draw. Yep. I, I thought Dak improvised live. I didn't think that was the call. I thought Dak just kind of saw it and went for it. Um, come to find out, that was the call. I mean, you know, this is the wrong call. Oh, you know, it was the right move to get us closer on the... No, it was the wrong fucking call. Lost you the game. Wrong call. Right? You lost the yep. game because of the call. So it is what it is when it comes to that. But for me, man, I don't know. I th- Their window's open to win the division. My issue will continue to be with the Dallas Cowboys is that they cannot stop a cold when they need to. And I know that, you know, the offense underperformed, but where's that game-changing defense? Where's the defense that's forcing turnovers all season, having massive sacks? They let for the 49ers run up and down the fucking field all game. And that's the Dallas team that I told you in the offseason. This is who Dallas is. This is why I can't trust them. And so do I think their t- their chance for a title is closing? I, I personally do. And it has nothing to do with the guys on the roster. It's because it's fucking Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. Jerry's not going to go away from Mike. Mike cannot lead these guys to a title. He can't, I don't even know if he can lead them to an NFC Championship game because he doesn't know how to get the best out of average talent. You know? He's got Diggs out there on an island. Diggs isn't an island player. 
He's got mm-hmm. fucking Parsons up on the line of scrimmage. Debo Samuel's getting a, a pitch to the other side for six yards every time. Like, how mm-hmm. many times are we going to have to go through this song and dance where Dallas is down 24 fucking points? And then, oh, there we go. There, there goes Dallas. Oh, they're coming back. They're coming back. Like, why has it got to be a comeback? Step on people's throats and don't step on the throats of the teams that have won four games. That's my issue with well, them. And that was Mike's knock when he was with Green Bay. I, I think it would be interesting to be inside the mind of Mike McCarthy on that last play, that draw call. Because as a head coach, you have ultimate authority to override any of your offensive, defensive coordinators' calls. It's your op- it's your choice. You're the head coach. But if I'm Mike McCarthy and I hear the chatter that, hey, Kellen Moore might be taking my job and he's calling a draw, like this might cost us the game. And if that costs us the game... Maybe my job isn't so much on the line anymore because this was Kellen's call. So I think it would be very, very interesting to see, you know, what was Mike thinking in that moment? Um, and if it was, hey, I want to protect my job as opposed to I want to win this game. It's kind of sad and despicable, too. Well, I just have to see uh, how the offseason plays out. Yeah, man. Dallas is always going to be Dallas. You know, it's always going to be interesting. It's always going to be the topic of every conversation in the offseason during the season. And then inevitably, they probably will let their fans down, unfortunately. The next team is the boarded up. Actually, I don't know if they're boarded up, but it's not looking good. Pittsburgh Steelers get blown out by Kansas City. Window closed, open, still have a chance. What do you think? Man, this is a hard one. Um, If they can go out and they can draft Kenny Pickett. Right, we're talking about a mobile quarterback here that runs a very option-based system. Um, I think they have a chance. You know, Najee is a great talent. You know, they've got to get a quarterback. They've got to shore up the offensive line. Yep. The defense, lo- solid. Right, they've got some pieces that can move around. Hayward's getting older. Watt, obviously, probably the most elite pass rusher in the league. Um, if they can get Pickett. I think this is a playoff team that could be dangerous over the next three years. Now, when I think open, I think playoff opportunity open. I'm not necessarily thinking title open, and that's for each one of these teams, yeah. even Philly as well. Um, I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh is you know, championship bound if they can get Kenny Pickett. I think they are definitely playoff contenders if they get him. Now, if they do not go out and acquire a quarterback in the first round, if they settle on a Derek Carr or they settle on a Jalen Hurts, if they don't get Russell Wilson or don't get Aaron Rodgers, no. Their window is closed. This is a quarterback league. doesn't matter how dominant your defense is if you don't have the number one defense in the league, and that that goes to the Bills. So I think it's hard, man. I'm going to say closed, though, because I, I just think they're going to have an issue in that draft really going out and getting Pickett. I think he'll be off the board. I don't think Carroll's the guy, um, and that's going to leave them scrambling. Yeah, um, I, I almost completely agree with what you just said, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> is that, I definitely think their window's closed because, you know, the obvious answer would be, oh, get Russ Wilson, get Derek Carr. Mm. But, you know, I think that would improve them. I don't think that would make them – I don't even know if that would make them good enough to win their division. Unlike Dallas, they play in arguably the second toughest division outside yeah. the NFC West, right? Lamar in Baltimore is going to be rock solid as long as Lamar is healthy. I mean, I don't think that should be much of a debate at this point. Cleveland, even with Baker Mayfield, still a really solid team. We got to stop hating on Baker so much. He literally played the entire season with a torn labrum, right? Like, that's not, let's not undercut that at all. And then you've got the up and coming Cincinnati Bengals, who, if they get their defense right, holy shit. But I agree with you. I think if they get Pickett, I think even Matt Corral would be a pretty solid fit there. Um, And they can just have some young 
you know, inexperienced quarterback come in, learn the ropes, get coached by Tomlin. And they really do need to shore up their defense when it comes to their run defense. I think they ranked 31st in the NFL in run defense. That's not going to cut it. So, unfortunately, I didn't think their window was open going into this year. They overperformed in my eyes. Um, Pittsburgh's window is definitely closed to me. Final team that lost, and we kind of talked about them a good amount already today. The Arizona Cardinals, dude. I've got a lot to say about them, but I'll let you start. <laughs> How was their window looking out there in the desert? I mean, it's hard, man. They're probably in the toughest division in football. They are. Um, they are. You know, and because, yeah, think about it. It's them, the Rams, the Niners. They're all in the playoffs. You know, they're all good teams. They're all going to continue to bounce. be good teams. Seattle, if Russ stays, will bounce back, too. They will. Yeah. And and I think this is the Rams. Honestly, this might be one-two window, right? They may have this year, next year. Um, but with that being said, I think that they can be the second best team in that division th- three, four, five years from now. Because Kyler's young. You know, they've got a young team around them. Edmonds is still young. They've got more out there. Hopkins is getting older. I'm sure they'll find a replacement at number one wide receiver for him. But this team really needs to find an identity. And that identity we thought we had found earlier in the season, which was air the ball out, run around, you know, scramble, toss the ball for screens, you know, run the ball to James Conner when Edmonds goes out. And what we really saw was what you had said at the beginning of this podcast was that Cliff Kingsbury was exposed tonight. He is not a head coach level talent out there he's still trapped in that college mindset of these gimmick plays work as long as i've got the most athletic quarterback it'll lead to wins and sure in the regular season at times especially in the first half of the year that's the truth but we saw it last year and we're seeing it this year when kyler murray gets figured out when pressure gets put on him he throws the ball like an idiot for a two-yard interception (laughs) touchdown and I, I just think ultimately Cliff Kingsbury needs to be let go. They need to find more of an identity of an NFL offense, and they need to give Kyler Murray some offensive line help this offseason. Otherwise, it's not going to matter. They're going to have a lot of rebuilding to do, and they do have an aging defense as well. Um, poor secondary. So a lot of pieces that need to be moved around. Yeah, a lot of pieces, and they made a lot of investment this offseason into veteran pieces, right? Didn't obviously really work out for them in the long run, but what I have to say, dude, is... I think I'm out on Kyler Murray. Like I, I think they're, I think they're done. Like I think their window is closed, and it has a lot to do with their division, right? It's in, you know what? That's just the hand you're dealt. I'm sorry, it is what it is, right? But I, I still like if Seattle stays. I still like Russ, and I still like Seattle. They have a lot of work to do up there, but if they mend their fences and Pete and Russ stay together, I think they have more potential than Arizona does. I obviously think San Francisco does. You know how much, even as a Packer fan, we both like those guys. And you're right. The Rams have one or two years left, but they're the Rams. Throughout Sean McVay's tenure, they've always been relevant, whether that's through free agency, whether that's through trades, mostly trades, you know? So I just, what I saw tonight was probably the worst performance by a quarterback in a playoff game I've seen in 10 years. It was that bad. He looked lost out there. I know his line wasn't protecting him well, but mix it up. Use your feet. What happened? What happened to your legs? Like what, what, what happened to Kyler running the ball, right? What happened to short check down passes, making it easy on your quarterback? That's on Cliff, but that's also on Kyler too. Get it together. I saw a deer in the headlights. I saw a guy who looked like a college quarterback playing against men out there today. I looked, I looked at a guy who can't go out there and win you a big game. 
and I get it was his first experience. It was his first time, but I think I'm out on him. And I tweeted this out, but I, I honestly believe it, Matt. I'd rather have in a big moment, I'd rather have Jimmy G than him. I really would. I'd rather have a guy that will stand there in the pocket, take a hit, and deliver a ball 25, 30 yards downfield on a good throw. End of story. Like I, that's how I feel. I do. I think. Jim, yeah, do I, I mean, think Jimmy's better? No, but I think he is a better quarterback in the NFL than Kyler. Like he's more reliable. I think you're doing a lot of Monday morning quarterback. We'll say uh, Monday night quarterback. It is Monday right, night. Game's over. Um, you don't remember Lamar Jackson's awful, almost fireable first postseason appearance. To the point where I said he should be a running back. He was awful. <laughs> he was absolutely terrible against the Chargers. I think he threw for like 117 yards, like three fumbles, two picks. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson was, doesn't have Pro Bowl weapons at his disposal. I, I mean, where's where's Hopkins? He wasn't out there today. I mean, right? he's so you're got, talking about he's Christian got, Kirk. He's got Zach Kirk's not a, He's got Connor. Sure. He's got AJ Green. Sure. Like, AJ Green's washed, right? You, you're just limp lumping them into the equation of like, oh, they were good, right? Yeah. You're, you're completely excusing the fact that this just happened and Kyler has been MVP caliber at times. Lamar Jackson's playoff performance was the worst performance I have ever seen. Kyler Murray tonight, he matched that. It was awful. And what did Lamar Jackson do the next year? He came out and he absolutely dominated. Following season wins MVP. We still have the same questions about Lamar. But the Ravens catered their offense to Lamar Jackson the following season. The Cardinals have catered their offense towards Kyler Murray. He does not have the pieces like Hopkins that are absolutely necessary for him to be successful. And Cliff Kingsbury didn't call the right plays. But to say that they aren't as good as Seattle is absolutely ridiculous. Seattle is atrocious. They're a terrible football team. You know, running backs can't stay healthy. Offensive line is worse than Arizona. <laughs> they, they do have DK, but that defense is anemic. And so I think Arizona will at least be the third best team in this league for the next five, six years because we saw how Lamar rebounded. I expect Kyler Murray to also rebound. I think the big difference is Harbaugh is an NFL coach. He's an incredible NFL coach. Probably will go down as a Hall of Fame NFL coach. Cliff Kingsbury, whether he's fired this offseason, next offseason, the following offseason, he's not Harbaugh and he's not the answer for this team. So I think ultimately they've got to find a coach. Moving on to the association. Last thing for the pod today we want to wrap up with <laughs> is uh, the Brooklyn Nets have another injury. Last year we were um, pretty tough on the Nets last year we were, Matt. I'll admit it. But our biggest knock on them, mostly you, but our knock as a pod was they're never going to stay healthy and that's why they're not going to win a championship. Fast forward to the playoffs. They get hurt. Don't win a championship. KD's out now with a knee. Um, I think he's going to be back. We both are big fans of KD on the show. But their co-star and the guy that I think has an opportunity to prove that he is an MVP. Shout out my guy Olo on TikTok. He literally made a great post saying, this is James Harden's chance. This is his time to show I'm top five again. I said he was top five better than LeBron last year. He has not proved me right. So what does James Harden do, Matt? He says, uh, yeah, I'm willing to uh, relocate after this season, you know? Ooh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. What the hell is going on over there, dude? Well, what is up with that? What? Well, I think this is the issue. Anytime you bring alpha males into a room, right? Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland. Why? Because he wanted to be the dog. He wanted to be <laughs> right. the man in Boston. Well, he was a little bitch in Boston. <laughs> we, all, we all saw it. I'm not wrong. I'm not speaking that you know truth that anyone doesn't know. He was a little bitch. They wanted him out at the end. 
All right, so he comes over to Brooklyn, right? He gets K- KD to come over. Then they get Harden to come over. Harden's a dog. Harden is an alpha. We saw that. There's 100%. no question about that. Harden is absolutely capable of top five. Well, he was. We don't know really what shape he is, right? We don't know what kind of alpha mentality he has right now. And it is absolutely his time to shine in Brooklyn. And if, in, if I'm him, in my mind, this is my time to get my ass back in the alpha seat because I am never going to outplay Kevin Durant. He is the best basketball player on the planet, in my opinion, personally. Right. He's the best. I saw it firsthand in that NBA playoff um, you know, Eastern Conference last year. He's a, the best player. And James Harden, being very good, you can't outplay the best player. So he's got to go out there and prove his worth. He's got to go out there when KD gets back, win a championship, succeed with this mission of teaming up, because otherwise it was wasted years. Otherwise he wasted time, Durant wasted time, Kyrie wasted all their time because, you know, he is who he is. But James Harden, I want to see if he's still got the physical um, endurance to go out there because he did in Houston. When he came over to Brooklyn, we kind of had some jokes about his weight and this and that, had the hamstring. Well, hamstring is usually conditioning-based, right? Sometimes unlucky, but he's got six to eight weeks, if I'm correct, with this KD knee injury to really go out and prove that he's still that 30-point player and to show that his version of play in the NBA, which is draw the foul, right, as much as I've bitched about that, can you still score 30 points even though the rules have kind of changed? It'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, well, and I, and I thought you made two really good points that I agree with. Was one is at the end of the day, right? Kevin Durant's a better player. He's an alpha male, but is he is is James Harden? Has he lost a step? Is kind of what I'm going at here. Mm. And if you watch enough of the Nets games, and I've been watching a lot more lately, is I don't know. I don't know if he has that same burst like he used to. He's older now, you know. I'm not, he's, age catches up with everyone, and his burst was everything. His burst helped him with his step back. He used to jam on people, believe it or not, right? Yeah. Um, and that would help him draw the fouls. I don't know if he's there anymore. I, I really do think he's lost a half a step, which is a big deal in the NBA. And then second, like you did come over there. To, what you say, you came over to team up and win a championship, right? You can't not win a championship in bail and think that's not going to tarnish your legacy. A, yeah. you've never won a championship. B, you cried your way into Brooklyn to win. So go out yeah. and fucking do it, right? Go out, lead the team, play your brand of basketball, have Kyrie come on the road games, win those games, and be the winner. Show everyone that you are still a winner because with those good, bad, ugly teams in Houston – they still found a way to win. So if he can mm-hmm. do that, I think that gives him all the right to say, I want to relocate and go play for a team like mm, the 76ers, right? Or I think he'd yeah. be a great fit as an alpha male with Joel Embiid, right? There's a lot of teams out there in the league I think he'd be great with, but I think he needs to prove to me, probably to you, and probably to NBA fans worldwide is, do you still have that half a step? And are you still a winner? Because the last time you were the leader, your team was the worst team in the NBA. Not fully your fault, but it just is what it is. Well, and I think that lost step that you're talking about is probably what played into the last couple of years there in Houston where he was really getting to the line at this unprecedented rate, sure. right? Maybe he lost the step and he said, okay, I've got a way around it, right? I'm just going to draw contact every single the time. The refereeing is 100% different. I can't get different. the corner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're getting, you know, 30 free throws a night because, you know, hey, I can't get around the guy, but I can get contact enough to draw the foul. 
what happens once the game has changed, the rules have changed. It'll be very interesting over the next two months of basketball to see James Harden. And I think you said it perfectly too, at home, when you're just by yourself, Kyrie's not there, KD's not there, you got the opportunity. Go out and score 35 points a night like you used to do, right? When he was putting up 35, 40, <laughs> 35 I think he points. averaged like 33 a year, or yeah. 33 for yep. a season, and then over 30 a couple times in Houston for sure. Yeah, and I, and I like that 76ers. That's the last thing I'm going to say. We're going to have to talk about this on another pod because I think that would be a dynamite trade for both teams. To be determined. To be determined. I don't know if they'll go through with the trade. If I'm the Nets, I wouldn't do that this year. You got to run with the big three. Um, yes, somehow this year, this year, find yes. a way yes. to get some Kyrie out there at home games mm-hmm. somehow. I don't know. That's a topic for another day too. But Maybe play him in a bubble. Is that possible? Can he can he bubble boy it? Is he going to bounce the ball off his bubble? Maybe he could wear like a, like an astronaut, like a, like a astronaut <laughs> helmet, but not like, you know, an actual helmet, like one that just, you know, lets him breathe in his own oxygen or something, you know, a little COVID, COVID helmet. Oh my God. That'd be dope. That's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. But everyone, so next episode, we're just going to do a full um, preview for what is this division round then in the NFL, make another pitcher bet here. Um, I think the real contest starts this weekend right these are going to be some of the yep. best matchups as a football fan so we're going to dive pretty deep into them we've already started our analysis chatting about it off camera so as always everyone we obviously appreciate you please turn your notifications on leave us a review and you know follow us online at pitcher bet pod tiktok twitter instagram you'll find our posts comments dm us we'll see you guys on thursday cheers <laughs>